Hello, Ed. It's hey, uh, Monday. Eddie. Good to it's see you, Monday. my friend. You look Hello. like you're you look like you're in the cold with the hat on. <laughs> I'm often wearing a thing too. But I see that was the last race you did, right? It was. So I thought I would wear it instead of my, my jester hat. Um, yeah. And actually I've been I've changed my schedule around to where I'm actually getting out like even before before the crack of dawn, but before four and getting my yeah. miles in. So you know, I have I have oh, no yeah. hair, so this kind of <laughs> keeps my head warm. Well, I'm always I'm always cold. I'm usually wearing. In fact, people watch my videos. I'm always wearing a parka in my house, which my kids make fun of me. They're walking around in shorts. But across years, 2014, my thermostat got broken. I've been cold ever since. But I'm representing Judgment Day uh, half marathon here in Bakersfield. Nice. Uh, and uh, it's a good good local race. It's a point to point race instead of just you know. And actually, the race director just uh, texted me while we we're waiting here about maybe sweeping it again. I'm already signed up for it kind of a goal race it's not until may they actually did have it in october with covid precautions went off really smoothly it was really enjoyable i uh, swept at that time because i was definitely not in shape in fact i was planning on doing we'll be talking about this a bit ken's um i did ken's vegas race like the yeah. week before and i the was going to do 12 hour the 12 hour i was going to do the 12 but with my health issues i've kind of been backing off on distance and so i just went up there and did a half marathon really enjoyed it as soon as I left, it started pouring rain. So I was really glad I left. Good so, timing. Sideways. So last time we haven't talked a little bit. The big thing I thought, you know, Ed kind of, as we all know, disappears on social media. I am not on Facebook really at all. I just, it just aggravates me. So I do repost links to those videos and things like that. But I just can't be on there. I'm on Instagram a lot. Probably too much people know in the YouTube. But uh so I'm not, in, I'm not on Facebook. Of course, Ed's not really anywhere, but the only way I found out anything was going on with Ed is because at least he's on Strava. <laughs> I mean, for you a long time, he wasn't so even on Strava. Well, I'm, let me finish. I'm, let me continue. I know. I don't want to react. So I was on Strava, and I saw that you did that race that I didn't know about. You did the Rumble. And then I also heard, you know, bearing the lead, and I'm glad you're well, you had COVID. I did. Yes, uh, in fact, it visited our house uh, Christmas Eve. So I had COVID um, Christmas, I guess, into the new year. But, you know, I I've had, you know, it's a flu variant. People don't like mm -hmm. us to associate with flu, but it's a flu variant. I I've every and I've my whole life, I've rarely been sick at all, but Same I've had here. a couple of flus and this probably was the mildest of all the flus I've had. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that really bothered me, I didn't have the, the loss of, of taste mm -hmm. or smell. Yeah. I had a mild cough, but I had this really weird, just like a nerve, like uh, sciatica. What's it called? Uh, yeah. Sciatic nerve. Yeah. Sciatic, yeah. And, and it just, ah, it just was really pain ass. painful. Um, it's a pain in the ass. It, it was literally. <laughs> and yes. uh uh, Martha had that as well. So whatever variant we had, had, had that, but we went and got tested just, you know, to know, okay, is it COVID or something else? And sure enough, we both came up mm -hmm. positive and then, uh, you know, week or so, whatever, 10 days later, we went and got retested and we came up negative. So yeah, oh, he, my whole household got, got hit with it and we survived. Now, he, he made some, most people know who the gesture is, but the, we is of course the world famous, Who's the Go, we? Your, uh, your we is the world famous 
world. Your crew, crew person. Extraordinary. Oh, my wife. Yeah. My wife. Yeah. yeah. We <laughs> may have new. Li- we may. We may have new listeners who don't know who we is. Okay. Okay. Yes. My my we is is my family. So well, when I say I have a yeah, yeah. A, a household of like six people. So hey, join uh, COVID. That's how yeah, everybody. So, yeah. So there were there's my wife and I. Yeah. And uh, our our son yeah. and our youngest daughter and and her baby. Um, nice. And. Uh, her uh, and her yeah. husband. So yeah, it's it's the whole household. Got- yeah, I, I meant more like Martha. I mean, of course, Martha, I know the yeah, others, but yeah, yeah. but Martha, yeah. if you've been in the ultra world and been to some of Ed's hundred and ninety more hundreds, she was often there, often there, mothering everybody besides Ed. And so, um, so you got the COVID. Uh, like yeah. I said, I my family managed to get a didn't haven't got it. Me and Blanca have both been vaccinated. Actually, she gets hers last one Wednesday, her second one Wednesday. I get my second one on Friday. She got it because she's a government worker. I got it because I was door dashing. My three sons haven't got it, but they're young. So uh, nothing, what, any other besides we, before we move on, but with COVID, anything else kind of happened with it? Yeah. The family was all good. Just, yeah. You know, it was good timing because it was through the holidays. So we were yeah. able to, you know, self-quarantine and, you know, we would have been pretty much doing the same thing without COVID. You know, it, I do find it amusing. I was on last year from July to November, 51 flights. Now I was in yeah, different exactly. states, but, but 12 <laughs> of them I flew out to, but sometimes there was a connection or even a, yeah. a triple, you know, and then going and coming. And, and so 51 <laughs> flights, all those yeah. flights, of course, masked up the whole time, but you know, know. right next to yep. somebody there and there and for hours and hours, no, no COVID exposure. And then, you know, I guess I think it was a cousin that came over and didn't know yeah. they'd been exposed to it and exposed us. But yeah, so that's life. Yeah, that is. I was going to mention that, that that's yeah, you were and we you can go back on my YouTube. Like we got plenty of coverage. We often did a video before well, it was hanging out in the airport and sometimes during the race and after race. So if you want to learn a lot about doing hundred mile races, multi-day races, you can glean that pretty entertaining. So, yeah, Ed was going all over the place. And also, you got to say, traveling, beat up, immunity down you know, from the all night, you know, and so you know, like all that kind of thing, don't get it. And then you're sitting at home and wham, bam, you get it. So. Right. <laughs> we'll figure. Yeah. You know, when you're at the safety of home. So, <laughs> so like I said, so you had that. And then the only other race you've done probably since I talked to you, I would think is that the one you got there called the rumble, right? Actually I did one other. It was um, the grand masters, so this oh. one was, but it doesn't, the reason why I signed on my uh, ultrasound for two reasons. One is they spelled my last name H-O-U-S-E-N instead of H-A-U. So so if you go to um, Ed, Ed Eddinghausen with an O, I've got one single entry. Yeah. And so this was the uh, Grand Masters mm-hmm. and they had, a, a, and it's for only for those 50 and over. So uh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> and uh, remember you've, you probably know by you remember you, I think you may have ran with her a few times. She was uh, out at the, um, the, the race uh, in Colorado. The, it's my other beanie that I usually wear the uh, thousand. I'm hoping that you're going to, you're going to, from what I'm saying, you're going to, Oh yeah, it's this race. But uh, anyway, it's uh, in Silverton and it's the the loop that Jamil created uh, with uh, 
rubric. Uh, yeah. Anyway, she's been out there, but but her and her husband put this race on, and so I actually had gone out there. A friend of mine, Sharon, was who's uh, 62, I think. She was doing her first hundred, and so this is a, a 50 mile loop you do twice. So I surprised her. I uh, was planning to surprise her and go out there and and catch her on the last part of her first loop and then do the second loop with her. And my friend Tommy, who's her running coach, Tommy Lanetta, uh, he had other athletes that he was supporting. Well, anyway, got out there. Uh, by the time I drove out there, it was past midnight and went out on the course, found found Sharon, came with her her last uh, you know few miles. And then Tommy met us and he said, hey, my other two runners dropped and uh, I can go out with Sharon if you want to do the race, I'm like, well, I'd love to do the race, but now it's 19 hours in. Now they have, they have a, a 48 hour cutoff. So it's like, that's, that's doable. I, I could do that. But um, unfortunately, because I hadn't slept and she came in and, yeah. and, and took a nap. And, and so I just went straight out there and the race director said, yeah, sure. We'll sign you up right here now. So, uh, you know, I went out and got lost on the course and, uh, so interesting story. I got lost. Uh, it was about 10 miles in. I took a wrong turn, just didn't have a bite and a flashlight and missed uh, the, the marking. So I took a, a right when I should have taken a left. And luckily, I'd still be out there, except for the, it came to a dead end. It's like, okay, well, this can't be right. I turned around, but it was uh, this um, fire road. And I found out there uh, this cool little, you know, a ATV uh, little flag yeah. they have on the back oh yeah now what's cool about it is this was the morning of super bowl and who won the super bowl <laughs> buccaneers now this is a pirate flag not a yeah, anyway it's, it's just good like, enough. It was a premonition of what was about to come later on that oh, day yeah, that's awesome uh, so <laughs> i you know make a long story short i got lost out there a couple times did some bonus miles and then the second night i i would fall asleep and then i'd wake up and I was on the trail, but I was totally disoriented. I was like, which, which way am I going? And then I'd start heading and I had got myself turned around and it, I did that so many times. And finally I got to uh, one of the checkpoints and there's just no way I was going to be able to get back uh, before they're cut off. So I dropped it like 80, 80 miles, but I got credit for a hundred K. It's one of those that they'll let you do the drop down. And so, yeah, uh, you know. I got hundred K out of it. So that was my, my last race. It was to me, anytime I sign up for a race and I don't complete the distance I set out for it's in my mind, it's a DNF. That was a hundred mile DNF. Now, luckily I get credit for it being a hundred K. So, you know, I got something out of it and I got even a, a buckle hundred K buckle, which is, which is cool. But uh, uh, yeah, so that was my last hundred mile attempt. And uh, you know, I, I think it's important for people to know, even a guy like me, who's, who's, you know, done, you know, I've been in over 200 hundred mile races, but I, I get DNFs. I have races that for whatever reason, I mean, now if I start this race on time, different yeah. story, I, I can, I can do, you know, hundred miles in 48 hours, but uh, you know, starting at late, not having sleep, you know, second night in a row. And, and to bring it back around to, to your uh, podcast on the Barkley, 
I just cannot imagine what those people went through because I Great was minds think alike. <laughs> an easy course. Yes. It had some rocks. I actually took a took a trip and, and took kind of a hard fall on 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 my knee and then decided, okay, I can just power walk the rest of it. I'm not gonna because it was my second stumble tripping while running. So uh yeah. Anyway, but I, I just cannot admit I mean, okay, this is a course that's that I'm was on. Well marked, uh mostly yeah. flat with some some rocks, but but no thorns and no make your own way and no books to find and none of that and yeah. no bad weather. The weather was perfect. And yeah. even with all those conditions, I, I still, you know, couldn't finish. I, I'm just, I'm just blown away by what those people went through and, and, you know, well, well, Ed, it was really funny. We don't ever really prepare for these things, but I kind of chopped down notes as you're talking. And I was going to like joke going, yeah. And that leads us into Barkley, but great minds think alike. Cause I was thinking that, you know, cause I'm sure there's people out there going, you know, the gesture should go do Barkley. He'd do great. He can blow. And it's like, no, the gesture gets lost on a track. <laughs> no. I, I, I used to say I get lost going to the bathroom, but then a, a yeah. friend of mine just said something today that uh, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that. She said, I get lost in a, in a paper bag. It's like, yeah, yeah. there we go. That's me. I get, yeah. So, so yeah, definitely like watching the Barkley things, you know, that, uh, you know, Ed has the ability to go forever. He's not going to quit. But again, also you're not that sure of foot in terms of if you see the you see the conditions. It's just, you know, I live back east. In fact, I was telling people, people live out here on the West Coast, which I believe you pretty much your whole life have. I used to live in Georgia, you know, a suburb of Georgia. I live in apartments. You walk 50 yards behind that apartment, spin you around three times. You don't know where the apartment is. It's called woods. And this is in Georgia. So those crazy woods of Tennessee. And it's also just crazy because even with all your accomplishments, the 190 plus hundreds and all the things you've done, the bad waters, which is a brutal race. The thing is, people just don't understand Barkley and the way it's set up. It's designed for failure. And there was a lot of chatter on Twitter, which I was covering, you know, and the real guy, old veteran guys were like, look, you know, failure is what's expected. It's hard for a reason. It's the reason 15 people have only finished. There's a reason, you know, and, and then the problem is, you know, you had all these people keep saying, oh, well, you know, if so-and-so showed up, they crush it or so-and-so show up, you know, Killian Jordan or blah, blah, blah. And you'd be like, no, because Killian does 113 hours and goes home. Yeah. You know, you got to be a grinder. The guys who do well in it are generally hikers and people like that. And so it's just funny, like watching the feed and then people just like all the fanboys sometimes. Oh, I'm just so disappointed. It's so-and-so didn't make it. And you're like, well, <laughs> that's not the point. We live in a culture where, you know, now participation and all this BS, but it's like failure is an option and you learn from failure. You know, sure. the just, I fail, the gesture fails, you know, you guess it's just, that's, that's my just motto. Keep yeah. failing forward. That's what I live by. <laughs> yeah. I would actually, I would go out and do Barkley just to have the experience yeah. of, oh, of yeah. making it through one loop. If I could even possibly get through the three loops and the cutoff time on a, a yeah. time when there's good weather, yeah. I would be stoked. Do I have any any inkling that I could finish the whole thing in, in 60 hours? No. I look at people like Jamil and Courtney and Maggie. I've ran with all three. Okay. I've ran in races that all three of them have been in, and they've completely blown me out of the water. If they can't, you know, get, get even through the fun run, 
on time and Jamil has done it multiple times and that guy's done hard rock and other you know and look at Courtney's done it's like no no I, but I would go for the experience of it for sure yeah. you know just to say yeah, that it's... okay I was there I know what that and a point of reference okay compared to Barkley because now I have a point of reference people ask well how hard was that well compared to Badwater and every race is different because of various conditions and you know even even the same race as you and I both know the same race, the same course, ATY, one mile loop, but year to year from mm -hmm. different weather conditions, or even that one where they had the pea gravel and they took it, you know, yeah. there's just so many factors that come into play. Even your own personal, you know, your, your health, my, your, my your, your psyche, your <laughs> yeah. nutrition. And, and there's so, so many factors that all come into play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Like I said, it just was fun watching that. And it's just, you know, and it's also a lot of it has to do, and I, you know, and it's no problem, you know, new people coming in with enthusiasm and excitement. Uh, it seems like the fan culture type thing is really, really strong in terms of some of my uh, most viewed podcasts or when I comment and say, nah, this person's not going to do this, or that's kind of un unrealistic. And they get really upset, like, that, like the guy, especially like with Killian Jordan, like that he's their kid or something. It's like, He's human. He fails. He tries. You know, it's just I'm not criticizing. I'm just like when he was going around him and his company were saying, you know, they're going to do a 24 hour race. They're going to go after Giannis's 188 mile record. And then you're like, oh, they're not really serious. He's not. He's a great trail runner, but there's no competition in trail running because they limit the fields. And also I'm like, they're going to do it in Norway in November. It's freezing cold. It's dark. I know. And I know what I'm talking about, even though some are like, oh, well, you're, you know, a fat fuck. Sorry for the cussing. But I'll be like, hey, I've been across the years freezing my ass off. That's why my thermometer is broke. And I know what 20 degree weather is like at three in the morning. And Norway was just in Norway and Phoenix looked similar. And you're not going to do a great performance. Giannis Kuros himself said it when he showed up at across the years this is not a place for records it's too dusty it's too cold da 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 and so it's interesting that but like so what i'm saying is i love the people's enthusiasm but you need to kind of like realize that like this isn't a you know a perfect you know the reason you do these things is because they're hard because they're challenging and failure is just what it is in fact i was just watching i've been on youtube a lot because there's some great content north face uh, sponsors a ton of athletes and they have Rory Basio who's one you one UTMB great lady she was trying to run across Corsica 117 miles she's like this is the longest I've ever gone thousands of feet of climbing just a total rock fest up and down this crest basically and you know the video was 20 30 minutes long her girlfriends were there her sisters were there she ran with all the local community Corsica's a little Italian island she ended up failing she ended up not doing it and she's like you know and she She's got this one of the most amazing photos I've ever seen where she won UTMB, 2,500 people in the race. You've run through the Alps. You've run through all these small villages. When you finish, you run down this amazing, beautiful town village in Switzerland, I believe. And it's just lying to finish are crowds of people. The ancient old buildings. Imagine when, when we used to have crowds. And she, when she gets to the finish line, she turns around and puts her hands up like this, just at a celebration it's the coolest photo because there's just all these cool interesting european town and town folk and so anyway so that's what long-winded but basically just um uh really um loved your take on the on barclay i would love to have you this was the year to go 
This year, they had a lot of virgins go um, because people couldn't travel, and especially the European content. So that was a, definitely an issue where the and then he also moved it up a couple weeks. And I immediately oh. when I because I was like, oh, it's usually always April Fools, the jester. <laughs> and one of the reasons I my head as soon as I heard that it started early, I said, oh yeah, because he wants to get away from the media circus. Yeah, because yeah. it's gotten a little bit too much. So, sure. anyways, so that's you know our kind of our Barkley take. Um, and you did the okay. Well, we didn't talk about the Cold Water Rumble. So how did that go? It, it went well. Um, when I finished, okay, so they do a really cool thing. Speaking of Jamil Curry, he's the uh, the you know one of the co-founders with his brother Nick of uh, Aerovipe. Actually, they they bought out another race company, but nonetheless, Jamil is the head of Aerovipe Running. He puts on having a hundred and uh, Koa Rumble with, as well as other ones. But if you do both races together, they call it the uh, Sonoran 200. So what's really cool is they make up uh, this little plaque. And uh, so oh, nice. and you, can, you can put your buckles on it. So there's my Havelina buckle. There's my Koa Rumble buckle. So, and, and it, you know, has, you know, my name on it. It's got the times that I finished mm-hmm. each of the races. So when I finished it, one of the, the, the race staff there said, wow, you know, you, you're almost the same time with your Havelina and your Coldwater. You know, that's, it doesn't happen. Coldwater is a more difficult race. And I thought, oh, I didn't find it to be, but you know, it's different again. That was when I did Havelina was at the tail end of, of doing five, yeah. Actually, Hamlin was my shortest one. You know, I did like 833 race miles in the month of October at five different events. One was 234, one was 188 miles, one was 150, one 160. So, you know, that was at the tail end of that. So I was really beat up. Uh, so Coldwater Rumble felt easier to me. And then I, between the two of them, I did have one other race. So I went out to uh, Icarus and uh, signed up for the 48. Just like you, I, I remember a podcast that you had done recently, I think it was the, one of your uh, Barclays, you talked about uh, at ATY, a, a group of guys all showed up and were like eight or nine of them were all going to break 500 miles. And yeah. as you said, in the history of, you know, six day events, uh, yeah, there's only a dozen North Americans, one of them's a Canadian, um, but only a dozen North Americans who have ever broken 500 miles and yet eight or nine guys. So anyway, there were a group of us that showed up to, uh, to this race and we're all going to break 200. Pam Smith was one of them and uh, myself and uh, Tim Jackson. And, and I've done over 200 right. in 48 hours, like Pam uh, Smith's three a beast. times. What's Pam, that? Smith's a, Pam Smith's a beast. USA yeah. national 24 hour team. Yeah. yeah. And she ended up, you know, <laughs> yeah. dropping long before the 48. She went out really hard and strong. And, yeah. and I, I think it was, it was a new for her 48 hours was a whole new uh, yeah. environment and, and just the pacing, you know, but she, you know, she, she had pulled out and then got a, a nice sleep and she went back out on the course, just easy to, to, to get to a hundred miles, which, you know, good for her to, to, to do that. So it was mm-hmm. nice to see her back out there, but, but yeah. So anyway, um, Tim and I just, uh, were like, no, nah, I'm not, I, I got sick and for 12 hours had like stomach cramps and I was just really weird. It's like, I don't know. And then I was starting to get worried. You know how your, your mind starts to play tricks on you, especially if you're sleep deprived. I started to think of, well, and this is before I got COVID in December, I started thinking, well, what if I have COVID and, and now what if I'm spreading to people? So I, I, 
you know, put my yeah. my buff around and 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 then I was thinking, well, I shouldn't say anyway. Yeah. So the two of us guys decided, you know what, let's just finish with it with a tie and, and take a first place male tie. We were third overall because yeah. there's two women in front of us who had both uh, beat me at Badwater. And uh, so uh, but anyway, that was between the the uh, Havlina and Cola Rumble. So uh, I had. Um, you know, just beat myself up so bad. And my adrenals had really been giving me trouble uh, for the last year. So I uh, ended up really kind of taking it easy and uh, didn't do after my uh, one attempt uh, for a hundred in February with the uh, grand masters that I ended up, you know, doing the drop down, didn't do a race in March and uh, did just power walked, you know, for, for like, from the first of the year until recently, just every day I'd go out, I'd, I'd power walk only a, a couple of miles, just give my body a chance to really. Yeah. It, you need an off, heal. you need an off season. See, I mean, I come old school, started running in high school and we had off seasons. You had track season, you had the summer, you had cross country season, you had a winter. Of course, this year around the country, we were having track and cross country at the same time. Last weekend, they actually had the NCAA national indoor championships on the same weekend as the cross country because they're just trying to get it in. Speaking of the cold water rumble, it was very interesting because I, um, you know, our hey, friend, our friend, Adam, yeah. I'm bringing him in. I thought Adam, I thought Adam was, um, I brought him in as a guest thing. I thought Adam was running the cold water rumble or that he was going to, and I was like, Oh, that race is pretty miserable. Crazy. So he actually was there and I wanted to have him come in. So Adam, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, there you are. I couldn't see heard, you when you talk. I heard your, uh, Pod, or watch your podcast uh getting your western states uh, entry ticket congratulations good for you on your 100k yeah you successful you. 100k so that was that was great uh we were both out at 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 Havelina, but but we had different start times i was uh the final wave saturday morning and what what was your start wave at Havelina? uh i was it was saturday morning but it was a was different it? time yeah I was like seven or seven fifteen or or something like that. So uh, I I don't think we crossed paths at all. This I don't remember. Did, I, did... I saw you uh, at the top of the turn on the um, like mile fifty. Okay. So lap three. All right. Right. That'd be lap three. And uh, you were getting ready to come down the hill, and I had finally figured out what was wrong with my shoe, and what was affecting. That I was getting like a nerve pain in yeah. the crook of my, uh, you know, basically like if this is my foot right here, the tongue was pushing yeah. on the front of my ankle and I didn't realize what was happening until it was too late. I had, so that right then I cut the tongue, but the speed goat fours have this new tongue. That's like a soft rubber and it's too firm and it's really long. And so it, it, it was just poking there and poking there. And I mean, it was unbearable. It felt like I thought I had like a um, stress fracture. Yeah. And I, I had it, something it, that somewhat similar to that at um, across the years. They you wear, uh, you know, an anklet bracelet, you know, timing chip. And uh, I started getting it. It felt to me like a shin splint. Uh, and it's like, okay, I, I, this is, you know, kind of painful. I can't continue. It's just on one, one leg. And I ended up turning my timing chip in and it was, I was signed up for the 72 hours. This is before they had the six and the 10 day 72 was their, their maximum distance. So 
got to 100, turned my chip in, and I was already there and decided, okay, I'm just going to hang out for the day and cheer people on. And so for basically eight hours, I just sat, you know, in a chair and cheering people. And my friend Michael Miller uh, had something similar, and he talked to me. He said, "Ed, I, I think it was the, the ankle bracelet. I think it was I had it on too tight." So then I I got up and started walking around. I was like, "Oh wow, that doesn't bother me anymore." So I went back to Jamil and said, "Hey, um, can I get my timing chip back?" And he said, "Of course." You know, got it back. Got back in the race. I uh, ended up taking, I think, second overall in the 72, second or, or, or third, even with that that big gap. But it's it's your leg in that area is very, very sensitive. And, and it's not like I had it on super tight. But it was just tight enough to, to do something. And, of course, when I put it back on, I put it on loose. And from that point on, any race I do, and, and typically Mike Melton's races have that ankle timing chip and, and mm-hmm. you know, with, with Jamil as, as well at, at the cross of the year. Well, Mike Melton times it now. But, yeah, I'm always cautious to put it on really loose so I don't have that. I haven't had that issue ever again since then. But, yeah, so I, I can understand what you're talking about, having that mm-hmm. really, you know, I can tell. And you don't you know if you've done damage or not. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know what it was when I, when it first popped up, it was about like right after the first loop or right in just about that time, about mile 18 or 20, I had this dull pain, like it was shin splints, but it was on both shins. And I'm just thinking, how could I have shin splints? Like I, I was pretty, <laughs> pretty well trained, you know, and yeah, that's a beginner sudden, injury, not a, you know, yeah, a veteran injury. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> it, so I thought, well, I'm going to put on my softer shoes. And because I had some that were broken in, I put those on and it didn't go away. And because now the kind of damage had been done, you know, it was swollen. And so now the, uh, the tongue, it's the same model is pushing there. And those I had broken gradually. So I think the tongue was a little more pliable, but by the time I got up to mile 50, I cut it, but it was, it was too late. The damage had been done. I couldn't, uh, I just didn't go on. So I finished, I finished the loop. I did hundred K, but that was done. After that. But the good news is you redeemed yourself and you went and got that hundred K finish at the black Canyon, which is the one we, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, but I didn't know. I know Adam, you weren't real. You know, I just started breaking um, one. I was, if you saw the distraction I had when Ed was talking, wasn't that I was like blown bored with Ed. It was, I was trying to figure out how to get, Adam on here. <laughs> I'm uh, telling the viewers. I'm telling the viewers. So I was all, he wanted me to send an email. I was like, how do I do an email when I'm doing the show on my phone? Uh, behind the scenes things here. Before I before you took off, because I wasn't sure how long you could be on, Adam. Um, of course, congratulations to the Western States. Definitely got Ed to help you with some stuff on that because he's obviously finished it himself. But we are talking about one of your big goals is Badwater. Ed is Mr. Badwater with nine finishes. And I said, Adam you should do salt and sea salt and seas in the fall, not to put either of you guys, you know, not to nail either of you guys down as a commitment, but possibly you could maybe get the jester to be your partner at the salt and sea, which would be pretty awesome. You know what? I actually, when you suggested that in your podcast, I thought of it. Then you said the date is November 7, which is a Sunday. And that's the, the new date, the, the second reschedule of LA Marathon. And I have like 10 athletes that are all going to be there for a, a group that I, I'm part of. And so um, if it's because I thought usually they did it Monday for Salt and Sea. If it's Monday. But it's in May, 8th, usually. 
Yeah, it's usually in May, but if, if it's Monday, November 8th, then there's a possibility if it actually starts on the Sunday. Um, so is, it, is it, it actually, yeah, take a look at that. Cause yeah. I, I've only been out to Salton Sea once and that was crewing, you know, uh, connection here, Adam, you're one of your uh, role models and, and, and heroes is Marshall Ulrich. I, uh, a friend of mine, was uh, crewing for uh, a uh, three women that were doing the uh, Salton Sea. And she called me like uh, Sunday uh, and she said, hey, Ed, are you doing anything for the next couple of days? And I said, um, uh, maybe, why, what's up? She said, well, uh, Marshall and his team, his, his wife was one of his crew, there's two crew. Uh, I think, uh, Andy, you probably know Cinder Wolf. You know, Cinder, she's I heard kind of a, a, she supports, she was uh, part of um, of uh, Sandy V's cross country and Pete Koselnick's, I think, cross country. Uh, oh, yeah, anyway. it was out there. Yeah. All right. So she was his, was Marshall's crew, his group of three, and then also Marshall's wife. And she, Marshall's wife got some really bad migraine and was not going to be able to do it. So it's like, uh, would you be able to crew? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then as soon as she said, Marshall, like, oh, yeah, I'm there. Because Marshall Rourke is a big hero of mine as well. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, you crew for people, you really get a chance to know them. That guy is just mean and nasty when you crew for him. <laughs> I would never you know, think that. He is, he is the nicest I've seen guy. Him. <laughs> I, I mean, every time I'm handing him something, he's like, Every single time. And, you know, you're cooling for someone on 81, 82 miles. You're constantly, you know, giving them your car crew. So you're giving them food and water. And it was only two of us. You only allowed two on your crew team, which is, it's kind of weird because that water, one runner, you can have up to four crew. Uh, salt and sea, three runners, but you can only have two crew. And so if someone's just going to pay attention to being the driver, for that one guy, you're, you're like, you know, getting three stuff ready for three people. Anyway, Marshall was just so gracious and appreciative, you know, every time. Oh, Ed, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. You know, it's like, wow, you know. Uh, so even took his star status for me even to a, a, even a higher level. But uh, so that's my only experience with Salt and Sea. It, it's a good one. If you're going to crew for someone, get a chance to crew for a guy like, like Marshall. Uh, but I'd, I'd love to, to run it sometime, possibly. It's, it's, a, it's a little pricey. And, and, I, and you know me, if it's not 100, I, you know, I'm not going to do it pretty much. I, I do a couple marathons and then jump up to hundreds or bigger. I, I, if, with my ultra sign-up resume, if you look on it, whatever, 250 races, there's a handful that are 50Ks and 50 mile or it yeah. ends up being a drop down, like, like your race, Adam, uh, Celtic, uh, what was it? Two years ago, I was assigned after the 24 and, uh, you know, the whole th way that whole thing came about supporting right. me in my world record quest, which I, I can never thank you enough for that. Thank you. That, that helped get me over that, that number I needed in December. But anyway, you changed it then to January and I've had good luck at that race and have won it and have the course record there. It's a great race. It's, it's my wheelhouse, one mile loop, can't get lost and flat, uh, mo you know, pavement, a large share of it, which is what I love. Anyway, I ended up doing a, yeah, my adrenal fatigue or failure was just messing me up so much. I ended up dropping into the, the 50 mile. So I got credit for a 50 mile, but again, for me, that's a DNF because I'd signed up for the 24 and, meant to do 100 miles or, or, or more so uh uh 
there was a place I was going with. Oh, it's oh, it's not a hundred mile race. Yeah. So I typically don't. But you know what? I, I you know there are times. Well, well, we'll save you. Exceptions. We'll save you Ed, from having to make that decision. Now, unfortunately, and I I didn't realize the LA Marathons will be November seventh. So yeah, Same the both, Salt Salton uh, Steve and it started basically starts 6 30 in the morning on sunday november 7th but maybe you can come out and see you can drive down the palomar mountain and watch uh adam and whoever he happens to be with going up that last 13 miles so that'll save you from having to do just 81 miles okay <laughs> and you know and i don't want people to think i'm, I'm an elitist here i know oh, i won't touch it. it's just for me I, the way i look at it even a marathon now the cost of marathons nowadays oh, yeah. you could you could pretty much the same price do a hundred or maybe a couple dollars. Well, depends, you know, if you're doing yeah. like, like blues a little bit pricey and, and that way is really expensive, but that's a different, you know, horse of it in color. It's, it's in its own league, but, but uh, yeah, I figure if I'm going to, and, and like LA marathon, it's a weekend commitment because you got to go to the expo the damn the bib. Before, down yeah, in LA, yeah. get your bib. And then, you know, and then you, you, like for me, I, I drive from home, but I'll leave at like three o'clock in the morning and drive out. And then it's, and I stay till the last person comes in. So I'm there until, you know, yeah. the sun sets and it's a weekend. If I'm going to, you know, spend time on a, on a weekend, I, you know, want to get credit for a hundred mile race. That's, I'm trying to get the most yeah. in the world. So, well, we, we uh, yeah. saved you by them being on the same date, but there you know, like I said, we just do this show off the top of our heads. And then of course it kind of segues into bad water which you did have some bad water news of your own right ed i don't know what what's that andy about this year's race oh well that i'm not doing it is that yeah that's news. Is that the news okay yeah. yeah so so for those who who aren't familiar with with uh bad Wars, uh, so all right for me i accrued in 2010 and just fell in love with the race and actually that was my first time running a race, a, a, what I would call a, a real hundred mile race. I had done nanny goat 24 hour, which it's, it has a hundred mile component to it as well, but it's one mile loop on a, on a horse, private horse uh, property. And uh, that was my first hundred. I you know, did 24 hours, but I did 102 miles. And then it was a year later, actually a year and one week when I did my second hundred, which is back at the same location. I was in a, walking boot at that point but anyway i met a guy who is <laughs> going to be doing badwater and i was lucky to get onto his crew so the first time i went out to badwater was uh, I, i'd done two 24 races previous to that and it's like wow it's just amazing to me so it's like i this is a race i want to do myself and the next year i got in and i've been in it had been in it every year nine consecutive years and last year was going to be my 10th badwater in a row by the way adam could come out uh one year the last part of the climb going up uh, Whitney Portal Road, uh, he'd come out there and, and supported me and joined me. So uh, <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you got to be real careful because you're not supposed to have outside of your crew people. And if you, you know, and Chris Cosman, the race director, is pretty strict with the rules, you know. So yeah. uh, I felt bad because I, 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 I remember I, and I don't, you know, by that time I'd already been in my second night but i think i i kind of told adam uh you can't really run with me too much i or you would yeah. know better adam what yeah I, yeah I i think what happened was i had some time and i was like i wanted to come out and support you and for me the drive there is like two hours so i'm like i gotta come and support ed and uh, so i messaged him i said hey can i you know basically run from lone pine up to the portal with oh. you and, and finish with you and and i think in your fogginess you kind of said yes 
not know, either not understanding the question I was asking or not understanding that, hey, we're going to get in trouble if I allow that because your daughter was with you. And so um, then you kind of messaged me back, hey, you know, we, I can only have one pacer, and, and which was fine. I mean, I love going out there and I was able to get on the trail and, and hike after I saw you at Lone Pine. I just drove up to the portal, did a hike, came back and then watched the finish. And uh, so it, I love being up there in that atmosphere and kind of circling back to uh, Marshall. I went up there to watch him finish. I mean, this, this is like mm, nine years ago, I think. And I don't even remember if it was a momentous uh, bad water for him or not, but it was coinciding with a trip that we were driving uh, halfway across the country to uh, Yellowstone. And right at the beginning of our trip, it fit to go and watch the end of this race and camp. And then, and so we we're making a family trip out to Wyoming and we started it off with the finish of Badwater. So I met him and he finished around midnight or so. And I had uh, his book and I, you know, just, he was very gracious. You know, I just congratulated him. I said, Hey, you know, I, I have your book. Would you be willing to sign it? Oh, of course, you know, and he signed it. Obviously, he's tired, so he just signed it. So then the next morning, we go to breakfast in Lone Pine, and he's he walks past our table, and he sees me, and he says, hey, Adam, um, you know, I just realized, uh, you know, I signed your book last night, but I wanted to write a little message in there. Do you still have it? And and. <laughs> And I'm just like, this is so cool. Like, I couldn't believe it, you know. I mean, it's like a hero to me. And he's coming to me saying, can I write it as my message? You know, so I went out in the car and got it. He wrote a really nice message in there. And it was just, just awesome. He's just a, a great person. He's such a cool dude, you know, and he's so humble. Uh, yeah, the things he's accomplished. So the first time I met him was when I was crewing for my friend, um, Brian Recor. And this was in 2010. And I, I knew his story pretty much. I certainly knew about him having his all of his toenails surgically removed. Crazy. <laughs> uh, and then so I, I met him. Uh, he His book had just come out, Running on Empty. And he was uh, there signing it uh, for the bad water, you know, the, the, the pizza party that we, we do the final night. Everybody gets together. So uh, we got there early and it, it was just a few of us. And uh and then I also had this little thing as I had him sign and he told me because so uh, Brian was telling him about how I'd done 100 miles, uh, 102 miles in 24 hours in a walking boot. And he said, well, you know, uh, there's this whole group of people called Centurions who actually and of course, uh, Andy knows about this because he saw Yolanda and um, who's our buddy, Anthony. Anthony, Anthony. Yeah, Anthony Culpepper, uh, do it at uh, the Dome of Wisconsin, become a, a new Centurions, like, like the number 96 and 97, maybe. Anyway, oh, yeah. uh, in fact, I saw Anthony, he was uh, doing one of the aid stations at Havelina, and he showed me his his pin. That's the like the, each person gets a pin for which number there are. Anyway, so Marshall told me about the Centurion group, and uh he he wrote on my 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 thing again like a fanboy. I'm like, hey, can I get your signature here? And he said uh, something like, keep on power walking and signed it. And it's like, oh, it's and so I've got that. It's pretty cool. But yeah, he's a really really cool cool guy and very inspirational and uh, always willing to help as any way he can. Uh, and then of course, uh, one of your podcasts, Andy, you talked about how he had set the record for the winter 
uh, one Badwater 146 going from yes. the Badwater Basin uh, 282 feet below sea level up to uh, what is Whitney 14? Five. Yeah. 14,500. Yeah. 14,500. So up to, you know, that and doing it and even having to go the, there's, I guess, two routes and Nanny, you would know this, you've scaled uh, yeah. Whitney so many yeah, times. He, I've one time, but there's, um, there's a route that for Mountaineers, it's shorter, but technical. And I yeah. Think he so, went up that so one. Marshall, so Marshall, you know, he, this summer, he did his 30th crossing of the Badwater 146. And he did it about the same time that Harvey Lewis, who we know from the USA 24 hour teams broke Marshall's record for the crossing. And so then Marshall this year to raise money for Alzheimer's and I'm blanking on it, but his good friend Mason, I think his name on the eco challenges has Alzheimer's and was actually doing the eco challenge race with Alzheimer's. So anyways, Marshall did a crossing winter crossing and he had some muscle issues, so he had to stop in Panama Springs for a while. And then, of course, they went up the Mountaineers route, which is quicker, but also they had ice axes and crampons, and he had a guide. And it took him, like, over six days to do because he'd had some injury issues and stuff. So it was definitely pretty interesting. It's so funny. I've never done a three-person. I just realized, like, I can scroll over on the phone, and now I can actually see Adam. I can see all three of you. I was only seeing who was talking and uh, no great stuff there guys. And of course, Adam got his Western States lottery ticket. He's got one ticket for this winter, hopefully gets in. And of course he gets in definitely. I'm going to be part of it. And hopefully Ed will be able to be around in the area. And of course, then of course, Adam's ultimate dream and goal is to do bad water sometime. And he's got to build his resume and, You've got uh, the gesture here. So if you, you know, he's definitely help you out with that stuff. And you got, I, with my ADHD, I get sidetracked easily and I forget, yeah. you know, the whole thing you're asking about is my bad water history or my bad water event. So last year I was supposed to do my 10th bad water and uh, they weren't sure if it was going to happen or not. And then finally, when they made the announcement like two weeks before, okay, it's on. And then like the next day there was a, an earthquake and a big yes. rock slide on Whitney Portal road, did some damage, but they're going to get that cleaned up. And then 10 days before bow water, we got an email from race director, Chris Cosman. Uh, sorry guys. There was one positive case of COVID in Inyo County, not death, but one positive case of COVID and uh, they pulled the permit and because in your yeah. county, that's, that's where Whitney is. That was yeah. it. The race was over. And, and so, so what happened is he allowed those of us who had been signed up to have an automatic entry and either this year or next year. And uh, I would be doing it this year, except, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not a decision that I can make by myself. You know, I have a, a partner and, and she convinced me that it would maybe be wise to, to put my auto deferment into next year, because what if we still don't know where things are at COVID wise? Yeah. And what if it happens again this year? And unfortunately that fee is forfeited. It's not, we don't get credit for, we, we, we have to pay over again. And, and, it's a pretty expensive entry fee for that, that race. So uh, it's like, you know what? I can't afford to do that two years in a row. So I'm sure by 2022 COVID will have done whatever it's going to do. And we'll be back to whatever the new normal is. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm yeah. really bummed because it's going to be the first time in, in 10 years 
that I haven't been in at Badwater, I might, if I can convince my wife, I might even see if I can go out and crew for somebody because I'd, I'd love to, you know, it'd be a nice way to, you know, give back and still be a part of the Badwater family. And uh, so anyway, yeah, that's, that's for me, it's uh, no, no Badwater for this year. And it's kind of a bummer because looking at the numbers, if I, if I did it just right with the numbers coming up, Badwater, if I did it this year, could have been my world record breaking. Got some light in my eyes there from the from the uh, uh, shades here. But anyway, it could have <laughs> been my 206 hundred mile race. I'm at 196 now. I've got three king up in April, and and I could have worked it out to where uh, that could have. But anyway, so such is life, and life goes on. Yeah. So that was. Uh... You know, oh, still be a record when the summer comes around the following year. It just won't be that momentous one, but you'll have the record by then. Yeah. So hopefully by then I'll be, you know, my typical twelve to fifteen hundreds a year. Uh, actually, twelve is kind of a light year for me if I do twelve hundreds in a year. But uh, anyway, if I keep with that schedule, so by next bad weather it might be number who knows two fifteen, two twenty. Uh, I'll I I love doing stuff with numbers so knowing me i would if i saw the way it was going i'd probably try and make it to where that was my number 222 yeah uh, i just thought of that too yeah so speaking of the quest to get to 200 i talked to you beforehand and you um kind of have a schedule and a plan for and i think it's kind of good what one's going to be your 200s hundreds uh nanny go where it all started in 2009 uh so it, it it's kind of my if you want to call it my hometown race, it's uh, about 45 minutes from where I live in Murrieta. Yep. This is in Riverside, but it's close enough. And it is, uh, I've done every single nanny goat. They didn't have one last year, but every single nanny goat from the very first one, which is my first hundred. And the second nanny goat was my second hundred. And then, you know, this will be number 12. Sorry, the only person who's actually done a hundred miles or longer, um, my shores actually there is 102, but over 100 miles at, at, at all of them, and so it's a a good race to make that my my number 200, and uh, has special meaning, and I think it's local enough to where I can get some family and friends to to come out and be a part of it. Plus, it's one mile loop, so it's a great one for people who, you know, typical 100 mile race. If it's a point to point or even a loop or even multiple loops like like Cavalina, they're 20 mile loop. So if you come out <laughs> to support somebody, you might not see them for, you know, six or eight hours, you know? Yes. Well, I'm thinking of being down there. Adam won't be down there because Adam is going where on Memorial weekend. I'm going up to the uh, Western States training run. <laughs> and so my, my plan is to run all three days and you do a, a leg each day, you don't do like the first 30 miles of the course because it's covered in snow, but you run from about mile 30 to mile 60 or so the first day. And then you do like 20 miles on uh, Sunday and then Monday, Memorial Day. So yeah. it's 70 miles of the course over three days and you get to see the course. And And I figured, you know, let's say I get in, which I'm, I'm hoping to, I, I feel lucky. I, I think it's gonna happen. Um, then I'll know the course and not feel pressured to go up there a month before the race and, and have to, to run out, which I may still do, but maybe only do like one leg versus all 70 miles. You know, now I know Ed, you'd probably go up there and figure out a way to do the whole course the month before. <laughs> it's not, it's not a big deal for you, but, 
for me, you know, I'm, I'm pretty uh, new to even run. I've never even run a hundred miles, you know, a hundred K is the farthest I've gone. So um, I wouldn't want to wear myself out that close to the race, but uh, that's a smart idea to get out there and check out the course, be familiar with it. I was really lucky that uh, the guy who uh, paced me uh, and Andy knows the checkpoints better. It's mile 60 or 62 and you can have your pacer jump in. With Forest you. Hill. Yeah. Where's, and that's Forest Hill's like 60, 62. Yeah. 62 okay, miles. Yeah. So, uh, but he had gone to head now to Adam. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I got to get duty calls. All right. Oh yeah. Gotcha. Well, I want, I wanted what I wanted to do, but I screwed up on the invite. I wanted to surprise Ed to get Adam. And then uh, we had some technical difficulties because I wasn't really sure if I could do it upon video and send Adam an email. So it's really great. I'm glad you're on here, Adam. It made some really interesting content and jumping around. And so go off to work and okay. we, uh, we'll, we'll be seeing you later on. Probably go out and do some miles this week out of hard park. Okay, Adam. Sounds Thanks good. for being on. Good. Great to see you, Ed. Good to see you, Adam. Congratulations again, Adam. So, yeah, so for, for me, Western States was, was a special number. It was my 123rd 100-mile race. I've only done Western States once. I've been in the lottery over and over. And I know Adam has one entry ticket, but there are people who get into yes. Western States with one single entry. I think this year uh, I'll be up to uh, I don't know thirty-two tickets, or I don't know where I'm at. But but I've, I've well, got know, a bunch great, of them. The great thing, yeah, I've, I've Adam. Adam's also going to go up there because then they have the drawing yes. in the audience, and he's a poker player like me, so he's like, I'm pretty good at winning shit. And you know, actually, it's so funny. We're just kind of we could almost name it, but probably someone would get upset. We could all call us call this the ADHD podcast because we bounce around but it's just because we just have all these facts in our head and one of the things i was thinking about bad water you know who's going to be a blue doing the 100 miler with you i don't know danny westergaard oh yeah cool mr bad water himself how yeah. many bad waters the has winner, he done the winner dog he's done 13 in a row yeah. i think it's third and yeah. And he does something crazy. Yeah. Couple things he does. First, he only has a crew of two, which you could Carla with a, a, a crew of what two or yeah, two, two, three. Yeah, which but could really be done. Yeah. I just kind of spoiled. I out of a Prius, we did it out yeah, of a Prius. Yeah, I know. I, you guys came by. It's like, wait a minute, we got this big old huge van with four crew, and Carla's got this teeny little car with with you know just two crew. It's like wow. But she's, in fact, this year she's in, so she'll catch up to me. This will be her. Her ninth Badwater, I believe. Yeah. But, uh, Danny Westergaard is, and I think, 13 or 14 in a row. He's got the longest current running record. Yeah. And But he does it. also have a small vehicle with, with his uh, cousin who flies out. And then he usually has uh, Patrick Sweeney. Patrick Sweeney or yeah. his daughter did it, which was really cool because my daughter cruised for me. And so and yeah. uh, they're both about the same age. So that was kind of cool. But he will go up, do do the 135 and then, you know, sleep that night. And then the next day go out and summit and then go all the way back. He does oh, a double that's right. crossing. <laughs> it's like, wow. I, it just blows me away. And he's out there <laughs> year after year. Uh, he's, and, and uh, he's a strong runner too. You know, he does, yeah. oh, he yeah. does really well at Batwater. So now I'll be doing this 72 hour at blue, yes. which means, you know, the, the final uh, two days of my three days, uh, I guess it, 
They Blues they starts start on... uh, Thursday at 8 a.m. and I think the 48 and the 100 miles start Friday at 8 a.m. if I remember correctly, and you have a 40 hour cutoff for the 100. So yeah, see them out there. Two mile loop. Yeah, so yeah, yeah we'll we'll yeah, get a chance be... to run together. Yeah, it just was. It just kind of when we're talking and things just pop in my head. In fact, I kind of wanted to go back to that Western States. You know, that was 2016. I was up there. I was the first time I've ever been to Western States. My friend Allison got in the race and I was crewing her and it was amazing that year. It was probably one of the best years because a lot of Southern California people got in. There was Aaron, Ch Aaron gal. Uh, there was another one, Allison's friends from Southern California, the nurse, um, her name's escaping me, but there was quite a few, so there was like a dozen of you and uh, uh, Jesse Haynes, you know, Kara Henninger's husband, Kara Henninger of puts on all kinds of great races here. And then of course you were there. And of course, Martha, and it just was an amazing to have all the, you know, because a lot of times, one of the things that's really weird about Western states, and it's not getting any better, is when you go to races, I call it kind of like there's tribes or like you go to a race and it's like going to a rock concert, like Nanny Goda's Country Western, like a Country Western festival. This is a punk festival. This is a hippie festival. And when you go to Western states, it's like going to a, a festival where there's all genres of music. And so there's no real family community because you've got, you know, all the Oklahomans are here for the two or three people they got from Oklahoma. And so it's really disjointed. I mean, it's just ours because we know so many people. And so when you're there, you're just like, who are all these people? I don't know any of them. And it's just not that kind of an atmosphere. It's just kind of, and everybody's more laser focused on their person and their thing. And so it just doesn't really have a vibe. It's kind of like I'm a rap fan and now I'm at a show and I've got country artists up there. I've got jazz artists. And it's just, you know, like when you go to Badwater, Badwater is definitely a family. You go, you know, you used to go yeah. to like, you used to go to San Diego hundreds. It's a family. Angels Crest is another kind of, and, and so, but what, so that 2016 was probably the best. Cause I went the next year and I really noticed that like, Wow, I'm here with a bunch of strangers. It just was really odd. But I do remember at Western States, and you are not a trail runner, and you're not an altitude guy. And I remember they have the cutoff booklet with times, you know, like, you know, if your runner doesn't get to here, they're in danger of it, you know, not making it. And I remember your one crew person kept insisting, like, oh, Ed's in trouble, Ed's in trouble. And I'm like, well, it's not normal, <laughs> as we all know. So, and I said, so the chart is based off of people finishing in 30 hours, but them dying and Ed doesn't die. And so I kept trying to tell him like, look, you guys here, he's going to finish. And you finish like in what? 26, 27 hours. You know, uh, they 20, were 28, 28, 28. Yeah. yeah. Plenty. But I still my, gal, yeah, my, gal finished with, my gal finished with nine minutes on the clock and you were probably behind her behind her at certain points of the race. But I just remember that. And I remember I felt so bad at green gate in the middle of the morning going down there and, um, walking up from the river with Allison and her pacer and then heading and then that's the climb like the climb the climb out of Greengate back to your car is like a mile long it's tough and so I'd walked all the way to the river walked up it's two or three in the morning I'm climbing up the hill and I saw because your poor wife Martha carrying tons of junk down to Greengate and me saying uh, Ed came in a long time ago <laughs> and she's like, I helped her carry her stuff, but it's like, that's what's so crazy about some of these ultras, especially like, you know, you go to Tahoe 200, they put a transponder yeah. uh, spot device on you and you know where you are. Badwater did that once, which was amazing. Yeah. I don't know why 
Western states, it's the race. You've got all these people. Yeah. I almost want to be, I almost like, if I had more money, I would do it. I want to, you get a hold of someone and say, look, I'll pay for the spot devices. You rent them. Like yeah. Tahoe charges you 10 bucks. You put it on and then we know. So like at Western states, Martha could be sitting in her car with an iPad at Denny's or whatever and go, oh, Ed is moving at 3.2 miles an hour. He's climbing and he'll be, well, we can figure out when he's going to be in Forest Hill. I don't know why they don't do that. It's like, hello, yeah, I, it's 2021. I heard your podcast suggesting that and I thought, what a great idea. You know, I, when they did it at Badwater, I thought that was really oh, cool it was because people could follow. And oh, yeah. we, we wore this armband and here's what, what I think happened is people were complaining about the armband. It's like, oh, I didn't even... It's 140 degrees. You're complaining about it. Yeah, exactly. Day. That's the least of your and concerns. You, and you can attack, you can put it somewhere. Put, else, yeah, that's know. true. You can move it. You had to have it on your person. Yes. Um, yeah, but whatever. I think that was and the other thing that I really like about it is it, you know, Bellwater, let's let's be honest. There's mm -hmm. an opportunity people could jump oh, yeah. in the car and, and do some oh, cheating. Yeah. Um, and if you had an armband on that to track you continuously, you know, you would know. Okay, that's, that's why they don't want it. Because all of a sudden, it's like that. Remember that fool who was running across America and he was yeah. doing like 500 miles a day? Man, he didn't have any devices, but he was dumb. And he did like, he was actually sitting on the back of the RV with the Garmin on. They were driving like four or five miles an hour. But the best part about it was some nerds were able to dig into the data and it's showing that he was taking like 30 foot strides. So unless he was Paul Bunyan, he wasn't doing it. I never heard that part of it. Wow. <laughs> yes. And yeah. And besides, besides last and them going out and busting, I mean, video evidence, yeah. you could dig into the data and it was showing because like my watch does my stride count, my cadence. Yeah. Well, the watch he was using, he should have had a shittier watch. The watch he was using was showing. So he was basically bounding in the air like he was on the moon he was on the moon something. yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly and, and so it's interesting how small world our Arta world is that was the race director for yeah. barclays he went out there and uh yeah. suddenly when he went out there things just suddenly fell apart for the well guy. it's great i don't too. know it's i wasn't there i don't i don't want to be oh. no, it, but, uh, the guy was supposedly doing 450 miles in six days going over the rockies Wow. You've done 450 miles on a pancake flat course with Martha handing you food yeah. and drinks every and, mile. And barely gotten 450 and, in. And, yeah. And you're and you're American record holder in many of these events. So wow. it's just, you know, you know, I I I call it like I see it. It's just like it stinks to high heaven. And I guarantee you, Badwater, that's kind of one of the reasons. I guarantee you there's been shenanigans. Unfortunately, you know, shenanigans galore. I was just talking about, I did a uh, thing called the redoables, which I'm hoping to do more of them. I just did one on blue and talking about how I, I like, because Bill Simmons does a thing called rewatchables where they rewatch movies and they talk about them and it's really fun. So I do a thing called redoables races I've done before. And here's what I like about it and blah, blah, blah. blah. But, you know, I was talking about like how I won in 2016. And then the following year, Kelly Agnew ran by me and goes, the only thing he said to me, the entire thing, Hey, Andy, Remember your course record? Well, now I own it. <laughs> yeah, because he's cheating. And so I guarantee you at Badwater, there have been people who have cheated a few miles. Because supposedly you can like put a stake down yeah. and then come back. Right. Well, yeah, you know, maybe you come back. You might not. I, yeah. So that's why they don't have the tracker. I really, I really wish they'd have the tracker. In fact, um, I'd say people, I tell people all the time, and thank you guys all for subscribing. I had a hundred subscribers before 
the Barkley uh, videos, and I love doing those. It was a lot of fun. Now I've got about 250. I need a thousand to get to be uh, uh, get monetized. And if I get monetized, I'm going to put all the money back into the sport. Obviously, I mean, I'd be selfish and buy myself entry fees, but I'll be covering the races. But one of the reasons I want to get monetized is because they monetize my videos anyways. They just keep all the money. <laughs> but I always think if like I really blow up here, I will get spot devices and talk to race directors and let them use my spot devices in their races. <laughs> I'd almost want to volunteer yeah. for free. <laughs> Sorry for well, I'm ranting. I gotta, I gotta say, I gotta, I gotta comment on this. Uh, just uh, you know, following up what you said, uh, I, I know the race director, and uh, I, you know what, I don't. You know, you say, well, because of, you know, I, I think he would he doesn't want there to be even the slightest hint oh, yeah. of someone cheating so oh, no. i don't think he would not do it because of that i think he would be even more incentivized to do it to get rid of that people to say well couldn't somebody cheat so um i i you know i i don't think that was part of his decision making process at, at all i don't know uh but i and i don't even know if it was because people were complaining about having armband maybe there was technical issues with the company that supplied them i don't know i just yeah. know that i i thought it was really cool when oh, they yeah. did it because people could follow along and see exactly where their the runner was and oh the, the company's home. still around because tahoe 200 and moab uh you know candace great race director she uses them in all of her races and of course she uses them for practical purposes because she's sending people out in the middle of nowhere you know in the moab desert and so it's good to know where the hell they are and, and, and it's yeah well the great thing about them also is that um i'm sure it's the same for tahoe but at bower there's so much of that that there's no cell coverage but exactly. when you have a device yeah. like that it's gps so you know, you can't communicate with people back home. Hey, here's where I'm at the, uh, in the race, unless you have a, a yeah. satellite phone. But yet, when you have a tracker device, they can see exactly on the course where you are and compared to others. And you can and you can send an SOS too. That's true. In case you do have an issue. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. I always tell people I crewed and paced uh, Carla Kent at Badwater, and uh, I had no idea. It, it, you could be living in clear across the world and know more about bad water than me because i don't have you don't have any cell service from the start of the race till the end till you get to lone pine practically it's yeah. just like you're in this just bad and it's kind of like a gun goes around barclays the same way there's not a lot of service there so yeah no i'm not saying either way with race directors it's just i mean a part of its cost but it's i would i i, I constantly want to like make the sport better and you know people want to follow it and there's interest and you know, timing and stuff. I mean, Mike Melton's great and a lot of companies use him and I love his, but then also we were talking about like it across the years to make the sport even funner, you know, put transponders on people. So you, I can just sit there at home on my computer or on my iPod and I can watch a dot going around and around and go, Oh, there's Ed and there's mm -hmm. Andy. And, you know, cause one of the things that was great when we were there with Kuros and Joe Fiji's epic battle, um, you know, it was just us split times. But I would go to races for the next year where people would say, oh, my God, I would get up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom, I'd hit refresh and see where Kuros was and see where uh, they were. And then I'd see where you were. or I'd see you walk by on the camera. And then, of course, you had your epic battle for third place, you know, where you got him by a mile or two. And, you know, that's so much excitement. And if, you know, we put these things on, it just add to it. And it's not that much a cost. And like I'm saying, I'm not talking, you know, disparaging. I'm just saying. These are things I like to do. And I know just the world likes to move so glacially. I started coaching in 2006 here in Bakersfield, California. And I was shocked. We were using like fax machines 
to do our entries. And we are using little stickers on cross country meets and, and popsicle sticks. And I was like, hello, it's 2006. There's a thing called the internet. There's a thing called athletics.net. I can go online. And so then I don't have to put in a kid's name. I don't have to write a kid's name on a fax every week saying he's going to do the long jump, the triple jump and the four by one. But that's what I was having to do. If I had it on a computer, it's already in, you know, Leon Jackson, long jump 400. And also they save the scores. I talked about that. And I mean, yeah, maybe sometimes I'm a little bit abrasive, but I kept saying, why don't we use this? Why don't we use this? And you know what happened? Like three years later, they finally used it. And I was like, I'm not saying I'm a genius, but, but I got in trouble. I actually got, because one time I said something where I said, you know, about the poor secretary, the athletic director secretary having to do all this work. And someone got their, got all pissed off at me that I was disparaging the secretary. And I was like, no, she shouldn't be doing faxes and stuff. And so I actually got banned from the track for one of the meets because of talking out of school. I mean, they reinstated You in your mouth, Andy. Always get yourself <laughs> in trouble. <laughs> because, but I'm, you know, speaking truth to power like a gesture yeah. does. <laughs> so, well, see, I mean, that's you know, a gesture can get away with it because, uh, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm just this nice, easygoing guy, you know. Yeah, but you have more of a vested interest, and I, I'm just more. In fact, but I had a mutual friend of ours the other day call me out of the blue and say, "There's this thing called Clubhouse, and it's really great. I think you should be on it." And it's actually, it's Clubhouse. What that is, it's just this weird, I, I don't I don't really understand it, the value. So anyways, it's just like a group talking app. So I can help, me and you can host it. In fact, we ought to do one maybe. We go on there and talk. You go on there and then other people come in and listen to us talk, kind of like what we're doing right now. But you don't mess with all this crap, this video, which video is a pain in the butt. And then like Elon Musk does it and all these people do it. And you can talk about topics and I can let people come I, as a moderator. I can let you come in and they can ask us questions. You can actually talk. come in and wow, I love that. Yeah, but it's strictly just audio. Okay. And so, and that's why I sent you the link and we could try doing that. We can talk about it. I, you know, it's supposed to be the next big thing. And this person said that, but anyways, he, um, he was saying, he's like, he goes, you know, I think you'd be a natural at this. But then he also said, and he goes, you know, he goes, and you like to just tell it like it is and, pull no punches and i go yeah people want to throw punches which <laughs> fine with me because you know hey but you know i mean i'm just that's just how i am i always tell people all the time i'm like look i'm not that lonely distance runner trying to run away from things or anything like that i was just a young man who got tired of sitting on the bench in football basketball and baseball competitive and i looked around and i went hey this running thing if i win the race i get to go to the next race doesn't matter who the coach is Da, la, la, la. you know i mean hell i almost got kicked off my cross-country team so for <laughs> talking you know which is really hard to do because cross-country is such a lowly sport because things weren't right i mean i'm you know dim people but i'm not trying to blow smoke on my butt but just saying so i come at the sport more like with a quarterback shortstop point guard mentality not the i was you know the and and so yes i come across maybe sometimes Abrasive, but a lot of times when I'm at races, and you know this, what I end up saying to race directors or to participants is what a lot of people in the 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 race are thinking themselves. Like, man, the A station's sucking this year, or boy, that guy's this or that. And and I understand, and I don't mind being the person. And again, I think sound pompous, but I mean, you know, some other people have other agendas or different personas, or just hey, 
chill, you know, let's chill out like yourself. No, we need you know. people like you because I'm the guy who I, I want everybody to like me and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to upset the race director. So even though they might have terrible food at the A station, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, if someone asks me, I'll be honest with them privately, yeah. you know, if they say, yeah. what, how was that race? What was support like? And, but I'm not going to be the one to tell the race director, you know, you, you really, your, your food selection was terrible. And but, I, so we yeah. need people like you that are willing to, to tell it like it is and be honest and take the fallout because, uh, you know, there's guys like me that's like, nah, I don't want to rock the boat. You know? you know, and that also comes in, we can talk, we talked about this, but that comes from your background growing up obviously yeah. you had to be a little you know a little i mean you, you were a foster kid and stuff yeah. like that so you know you obviously came up a way different way so you know we all are creatures of how we were brought up and raised and, you know yeah. and you just you know that's just the way it is and like i said we just do these podcasts it's just a conversation between the two of us and we just go back and forth and gosh you know this one's been really great i'm so glad i got adam to jump in and cool. i really like to do we do this on a regular basis. I mean, we're doing it kind of on a regular basis anyways. And you talk about how you, you know, want to do it on a regular basis uh, yourself. You know, we were doing it when you were doing those crazy races, but you also want to just, you know, cause you do disappear as you, and so I really like to try and do this like on most Mondays and throw it up or, and even do it, jump in when, like I said, like with the Barkley, I didn't have any idea what's going on. And then all of a sudden it, uh, Instagram popped up Courtney Walters like it's starting at, a, at 3 a.m. And I went, holy shit. So I got on Twitter and started doing what I do because I do it anyways. I always cover and follow things. And I used to, my friends, I would just send them texts like, you know, like Adam's one of them I'd send or Allison and other people. I go, hey, you know, so-and-so just went through this day. And then I realized like, oh, you know, if I'm writing it out to them, I might as well just throw it up on here. And of course, now I just, I don't really like to write or type so i'd much rather as everybody knows talk so to get around and i'm sure how much time you got to go i wanted to bring it to speaking of one of the reasons why i do the show once a week because i think it's fun and we just kind of it's good to get keep in touch keeps us both motivated but also you've got a big goal coming up when you're 60 what's that well, or sooner. the goal is to break the world record for most hunters in a year. So in uh, 2014, in 2012, I was only a couple of years into running hundreds and met Liz Bauer uh, early in the year. She was breaking the world, uh, that world record that Monica Schultz had set for she had like 28 hundreds in a year. And that would, she had set the record at 24, a few years later, came back and did 28. So Liz was working on breaking that. And so six different races throughout the year, I would see Liz and Scott Brockmeyer there from uh, Georgia, I believe, Georgia, Florida. Anyway, but they'd be out here on the West Coast and uh, we'd, we'd end up doing races together. Nanny Goat was one of them and, and other races. So I kind of got to follow along what she was doing. So I decided, you know what, I, I want to do that. And Scott, at her. Scott set the world record for men at 28. Liz set the overall world record and female world record at 36. So I thought, I, I'm already doing two or three hundreds a month anyway. Mm -hmm. So three a month is 36. I, I can do that. So then I, 2013, set out to, to break the record and then got an injury and had to take a couple months off um, and then started again in 2014. And so ended up doing 41. Uh, and then uh, a young guy that uh, uh, I had met at, Celtic, you had set yep. up a uh, kind of a meet and greet uh, the night before the race Friday night at one of the the shoe stores. Uh, what's what was the name of the? Give them soul to soul. 
Yes. Total Soul Sports. They hosted that, and so uh, went out there and um, uh, met this young guy. Uh, kind of didn't look like an ultra runner, a little bit shorter and, and really uh, bulky and muscly. Uh, looked like a bodybuilder more than an ultra wrestler. Runner. And, yeah, uh, bodybuilder yeah, wrestler. Exactly, exactly. And then met him and. And t- t- I have a ring of all my buckles on at that point. I, I must have had 130, 40 buckles. And so we took a picture together and, and he asked me about uh, the world record. And as I tell everybody, I said, well, you know what? There's plenty of people that are capable. It's not like I have a special ability. You know, you just, it's logistics. There's a lot of luck that you don't get injured. That's the biggest thing. Just be healthy for the next race. Doesn't matter if you're the last place finisher every time. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Just be healthy for the next race. And so I had told him, yeah, you, you could do this. And he did had done like seven hundreds and next thing i know uh walter <laughs> Han- hanloser sends me a message hey and i want you to be the first to know i'm, I'm going for your record uh, <laughs> next year and it's like well good what can i do to help you that the records are made to be broken or borrowed and passed on or whatever so he ended up doing his goal was to do 52 for the year he ended up doing 50 uh obviously set the new world record so my goal Next year, I will turn 60 in August, so I would like to go for 60 100-mile race finishes in one year. Now, I I know I'm capable of it, and that's part of the reason why in October I did the five, you know, a week week apart. April, I'll do three all a week apart, uh, uh, a 72, then a 24, and then a a four-day um two of which i hold the course record on already so i'd like to you know win and break that record and then the the 24 hour um i haven't done their 24 yet i, I did the 100k before when they had that anyway so three in a row and you know just to take that and if i can get a win or two out of it that'd be great and then shop it for uh, a sponsor because i there's no way i can afford to the, the the doing the 41 i lucked out because i got almost all of them here on the west coast and i had people that stepped up like you and adam that put together a race an official race but put it together in december so i'd have one more race so it'd be easy to get, get to close by and you gave me you know a, a comp entry and and but to do 60 the logistics yeah. of travel and all the expense so I'd, I'd have to have a sponsor but but that is my goal in 2022 to try and and knock out 60 just because you know it's my goal my purpose in life is to help people fulfill their extreme dream that's my name edwin extreme dreamers win um and so i i think by showing that even if you're 60 you could still do you know well, anything that anyone does, it could be amazing for them. That's the important thing is you don't have to yeah. go for world records. But for me, that's kind of a motivator. Um, and so that's that's the goal that I have for next yeah. year. Yeah. Well, I just I've been doing kind of like a daily morning when I'm training a video. And today I, I said, hey, it's Monday. Any day it starts with why you can start a new challenge. But I call it my being being boring challenge. And it's not about motivation. It's about routine. And like you were saying, now you're getting up at four in the morning and getting it done. And I told people, okay, I want you to get a routine. You're going to do something for 40 minutes every day at the same time of day. So that's 40 minutes or whatever. In fact, it can be 40 minutes of reading a book. I'd be awesome. But, you know, get out there, do four minutes and just do a routine for seven days in a row. Go out at five in the morning and do 40 minutes or whatever. Or And I always say before work. And so that's what, you know, and we're kind of the same thing. And that's why I really appreciate the people who are watching these videos and how the Barkley Marathons kind of upped people 
noticing what I'm doing and what you're doing. And that's another reason why I really like to do these once a week where we're just kind of riffing, as you can tell, just going bouncing around. Um, we love, you know, people send us suggestions, ideas. Hopefully we'll get some guests popping in, but I don't want it to be this traditional so many podcasts, especially in the running world, are these static where, and this week I'm talking to so-and-so. In fact, that's why I do a lot of them where I'm just talking to myself, but that's just kind of how it, there's Bill Burr does them in the comedian's film. I mean, Joe Rogan does a great job where he interviews one guy, but he does them every day. Imagine doing two or three hours. He does two or three hour talks every day with some big, huge person like Elon Musk and things like that. So, but, uh, but the reason I'm roundabout is, the 60 and 60, I'm glad that you're going to put it to that. Hopefully this COVID and shit's all straightened out. I think one of the things, the side benefit of us doing these videos is it's going to give you a bulk of work, a resume. So I can send, you know, I'll have, this is a, a playlist on my channel. I don't want to split us up because you got to get that thousand subscribers. So it's much better to do it together and but I'll have the channel so people can go there. So when you are going to be talking to all these potential people, you can just send them that link of the, of us doing these. And there's some good stuff. And when I'm not as lazy, I actually, uh, well, it's not a matter of lazy. It's amazing. 20 years ago, video was a pain in the butt to work with. And that's why I started a podcast. Video is still a pain in the butt with, because the file size are so big, but I do try and go into these shows and I kind of, why we have a theme and I'll just take out the Barkley part and make it a small snake, like you saw I did with Adam's uh, video. And I did it with some with yours. Um, I finally found some software that isn't, I don't have to be an, you know, a computer engineer to figure out how to use. It's amazing how they don't make this stuff intuitive. Now the iPad has iMovie, which is amazing, but the problem is, and Apple rightly does it, it only works on Apple products. So you can't do it on a computer, but it's kind of difficult. So the problem is like I do this show on here, it's on the cloud. So to work with it, I have to download it onto my computer, which isn't a problem, but downloading it on the iPad, blah, blah, long story. But anyways, the long story is I want people, I want you to do the 6060. Um, I hopefully will be able to help you get people to support. I know in the past, you know, uh, th there's other venues. If you can't get the big boys, build your own pirate ship kind of thing. But I think that would be the way. And I also um, would definitely want to go along in the journey and do this as part of that journey. I know you were yeah. talking about maybe even doing some kind of thing with an RV or a van. And besides the fact I just, my own self would love to go around the country to all the races, but also to keep you on task like this summer, <laughs> you and airplanes. Yeah. And missing, <laughs> missing flights. And uh, yeah, I can be, I'll be your handler. I always said when I was coaching, go. which is kind of funny when I was coaching in 2006, my oldest son, was going off to high school and the coach had been there for years had left. And there's a young guy there coaching and I was just hanging out. And then eventually he's like, Hey, you know, you, you want to help me coach? And I was like, yeah, but I've never wanted to be the head coach. I just don't want all that. But I love, and I always compare myself to mash. I want to be radar. Remember radar. Yeah. He's always there helping out, you know, Hawkeye, you can be Hawkeye. Yeah. I'll be radar. I'll be the guy yeah. with the clipboard going, well, okay. Like our play. Yeah. What's that? And you had mentioned this before about like like bands. They have a, the the manager, the the band members. They're the best musicians in the world, you know, yeah. in their genre. But they don't know anything about keeping to a schedule. So the manager yeah. says, "Okay, 
you're going to yeah. this hotel. I need to see you at eight o'clock tomorrow yeah. for our next flight yeah. or to get on the bus. You know, I'll handle everything else. You just, you be here at this time. And that's kind of like, yeah. I need just, Ed, go here, like Forrest Gump, go that direction. Yeah. Just keep running. Yeah. And so that's kind of the ultimate goal. And if anybody's watching this video, you know, has a company that's interested in doing this and helping you out, you know, I would love it to a point where both of us can go. We both travel cheap. My God, Ed. He sleeps and he's he sleeps in the cars before races all the time. And he doesn't even get big cars. At least when I run a car, I get an SUV. He'll get like a tiny little clown car. Well, my my <laughs> my Honda hotel is my Honda Fit, but yeah, the yeah. name implies fit. I'm six foot two. If it says fit, then I should build a fit in it. But yeah, I'll recline the, I, the seat I, down and just sleep I, I've, I've, for me, I've been in, I can fall I've been, asleep. <laughs> I, I've been in that thing. I remember the first time you came to get me, I went, oh my God. Could you got a small car? I'm like, Ed's a big, tall dude, and I'm 250 pounds. I was like, and I mean, I mean, Ed will drive for days and hours and then sleep in the car. Well, he talked about it going to that uh, old part, the, 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 the race out in the desert, how you showed Grand up Masters. in the middle of the night. Yeah, the Grandmasters. So, you know, anybody is out there, you know, there's a lot of people you never know who you run into. I always know, always is amazing to me how, the world, like I lived in Bayer, so it's a small town. When I lived here, it was only 70,000. Now I still live here, but there's 400,000. But I remember like, you know, just my small little world. And then I go down to UC San Diego and I'm meeting people from around the world. And then it dawned on me like, wow, I thought I was middle class, but wow, I was poor. These kids down here in UC San Diego, like one of my kids that I hung out with, you know, his dad, like was the biggest Christmas tree seller in the in America, or you know, or I actually uh, dated this girl for a while. Her her dad was the producer of Roots, <laughs> and so you know, but there's this whole other world. So there's somebody out there that might be watching this video, going, you know, I like what Ed's doing. I like what the Chester's are doing. I'll just finance the whole damn thing. Oh, wow, that'd be awesome. No, no, but but I mean, but you just don't realize yeah. there's a whole there's the ecosystem we live in. We're like, oh, you know, we're we're trying to you know, oh, this and that. And then there's somebody out there. So it's, you know, in the planning, we just got to put in more time, you know, yourself, but I definitely want to go along the adventure. And I think, you know, and Hey, if this completely blows up, we could just use the YouTube money to finance it. <laughs> there, you, there you go. <laughs> I have no idea what that kind of money is, but blows you know, up in a, a good way. Yeah. I, I, first I thought you were saying if it just blows up and all goes to heck in a handbasket, but no blows up and takes off. Yeah. 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 That. That's what the, that's how the kids call it there. And yeah, yeah, like exactly. I said, maybe we will definitely look into, I you said you went on clubhouse. Did you sign up for the clubhouse or do you not know what you did there? I did. I think so. I, you sent me the invitation and, and uh, I believe on that. Yeah, I did because it, it, uh, cause I, I looked for you and I couldn't find phone you. Number in and I used that. Oh, well, I'll have to go and look yeah. again. Cause I, I did put my, my, my phone number in and uh, yeah. it's, it, I thought it had said that I was in, but I'll, I'll check it again. But yeah, that would be, I like that format from what yeah. you explained. It sounds like that. Yeah. We'll, really we'll, we'll try and do something like that. And, uh, we'll uh, send it out. So, okay. Well, I guess I probably should, I've had you for, we usually get about an, a little over an hour and a half here. And I think uh, the one I, I'm sure you, um, you're doing the, uh, are your CPR stuff going? 
Yeah, yeah. It was uh, during COVID uh, because I, I teach almost exclusively to dental offices throughout Southern California. So when they shut down last March for two months, I was out of out of business. You know, uh, I'm self-employed. So mm-hmm. thank goodness things opened back up. And yeah, so no, it's it's back to normal now. But yeah, I've got my my CPR training business, and uh, that that's uh, it's funny because people know that I do a lot of racing. They they will ask me, and you know, I'm older. Are you retired? It's like heck no i i this is just a hobby i do on the weekends you know i have to i'm a working stiff like all of you you know <laughs> i gotta make yeah. money still but uh, yeah. yeah which i think and, and that's another thing i think people you know need to understand and know and that's what's great about this whole format so what are you off to do what do you got this today and this week ahead of you you got any kind of plans you want to share that or anything's going on or just uh, working uh, you know what i I, I have a, a, a group that I co-founded um, it's called Thrivers and uh, it's basically a mastermind group. It's open to anyone. We, we meet uh, early in the mornings and it's kind of a cool group. It's actually what got my schedule rechanged because I, I've learned is having uh, uh, ADHD that uh, what I grew up in a very, very strict uh, upbringing in foster care, but I got to give my mom credit. She, she kept a, she ran a tight ship. She had a very strict routine and I didn't realize it at the time, but with ADHD, that's what's really important. Mm -hmm. Stick with a routine. And, uh, you know, I'm self-employed. So I set my own hours. I have schedules to meet with my dental office clients. But other than that, you know, it's, it's setting up my own routine. I I've, I've not really done that. And I found that I just worked best with that, like getting up, you know, early in the mornings now, you know, I've got a little bit of a running streak and that's been the hardest thing for me to do is keep a running streak going for any length of time, because if I don't feel like it that morning, Oh, I'll, I'll run you know, tonight. And then I don't feel like it, I don't get out and that breaks my streak. Mm-hmm. But now getting it done and out of the, not out of the way, cause I enjoy it and it, it gets endorphins yep. flowing. It's, it's a lot of health benefits, but getting it done early is such yep. a good feeling. And so it's my routine. I've, I've gotten to where now I'm working and my wife is much, much happier that I have a schedule. In fact, I've, yes, for me, I need to work in, in, you, you said 40 minutes. Uh, it's kind of the same way, but I work in 15 minute blocks. Like when I, I, yeah. I coach some people, I tell them 15 minute blocks. You've got almost, you have 96 of those in a day and most of them are you know, a bunch of them you spend sleeping, but the ones you have schedule your 15 minute blocks. Now it might be that you're going to go out and do it three blocks for your 45 minute run. That's fine. But you know, if you're going to at least get yep. started running, you know, if you've never done it before and you think about a marathon, don't think about 26.2, think about yep. get started 15 minutes, do that consistently, then move it up to 30 and, and start to build it up. So uh, I'm working on my thrivers group. If anybody's interested in learning more about that, you know, get in touch with me through Facebook or, well, I guess that's probably well, the best way. Send, send me a link so I can put it in the show notes of okay. this video. And uh, yeah, so you kind of going back to that whole thing about the routine and my being boring challenge. And yes, obviously it, it makes sense with the ADHD, you know, and it's also, there's a great guy named Jocko Willett, former yeah. Navy SEAL. He's on Joe Rogan yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And he always says discipline equals freedom. Having a routine, having discipline, just saying, get up. And then I have people go, I can't get up at five. And I go, we'll go to bed at nine or yeah. go to bed at eight. You know, don't sit there watching TV or other bullshit. That's what I found too. I go to bed at nine o'clock, which I thought, well, what a boring guy I am. Go to bed at nine o'clock. You know who goes to bed at nine o'clock every night? I'll Lots of clue. successful people think, think Super Bowl. 
Yeah. Tom. Oh yeah. Tom Brady. Oh yeah. Tom Brady goes to bed at nine o'clock every night and sleeps for eight hours. I don't yes. get quite eight hours of sleeping because I get up a bit earlier than he does. But it's like, okay, if Tom Brady, who's got this, you know, twenty-one years, you know, of yep. Super Bowl and, and forty-three oldest guy ever been in the Super Bowl and, and yep. seventh win, and he doesn't even look like he's aged yep. at all. Well, that's got to be part of the secret. He has a routine, yeah. has a schedule. He goes to bed yeah. at nine o'clock and at eight thirty, he shuts off all his devices, yeah. so he gets thirty minutes yeah. to clear his mind, and then yes. he's in bed by nine o'clock. How boring! But yet, yeah, look at the guy, multi, multi millionaire. That's my whole thing. Be know. boring. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's just they were. In fact, they were talking about one of the. Pro they were thinking, oh, you know, he's got a night game in the playoffs. How's he going to do? Because he's not used to being up. It's because. Yeah, like I always tell people like in my training or like people say, why are you so successful at staying awake all night during these races? I'm known for being being able to stay up for days on end better than a lot of other people. And I said, well, it's because I take care of myself the rest of the year. I said, all of you are burning a candle at both ends. And then when you show up here, you're already torched and you just, you know, and one of the things that's really interesting, and I talk about this all the time. What I love about Instagram is I follow celebrities like The Rock, like Jocko, Kevin Hart, uh, Donnie Wahlberg, and all these people. And you know, one of the things they all have in common is they're all up at four or five in the morning working out. And you're thinking, these people are worth millions of dollars. Why on earth are they up at the crack of dawn? Because they're being born. They're going to bed. And why? It's because at four or five or me for six, you know, there's no distractions. Life doesn't get in the way. You get it done. And then like for rock or somebody like that, all the people, the agents and everybody, they're up at four and five in the afternoon wanting to make you money. So you don't want to be like, I got to go to the gym now. Yeah. But wait, we want to sign you to sell some product. So you do it in the morning. I tell people all the time, my wife, for, for example, we're 31 this year, years married, 2017, she finally said, okay, I'm going to start working out every day, like you said. And so every morning she goes out and we do the Elm Loop. It's a 40, 45 minute walk and we do it religiously every day. It's just her routine. With COVID, she's been working from home. So thankfully you don't have to do it at 530. So she goes out a little bit later and it works. It's just routine. It's not this raw, raw motivated because motivation just wanes. And so I'm really glad it's uh, that you're doing that with those people. And so um, and so the next race you've got coming is which one? That's blue coming up okay. uh, in uh, yeah. what, two weeks, I guess it's coming yeah. up. And uh, yeah. so I'm, I, I think I finally, my, my adrenal uh, fatigue issue really had, had, you know, hampered me. Yeah, we're just year. taking a break from all the racing and, stuff, you know, so. and also getting more sleep. I've changed yeah. my sleep pattern to where I think that was it. Like you said, I burned the candle at both ends. And I think by doing that, so I'm really feeling good about going into blue. I'm, I'm feeling healthy, getting some good training runs in. And uh, so that'll be the, the 72 hour at blue. Yeah. Uh, that's the next one coming up. Yeah. Okay. I, and then I, I'm going to definitely try and show up. I probably, I talked about it before, probably not going to come to blue. I'm really after this whole health stuff, trying to limit my craziness. And just also 2019, before I had the health issues, I was really just mentally, I mean, I dropped out of blue in a 72 hour race halfway home. I'm like, ah, I'm done with this. And then dropped out before even hundred K in the sixth day. And so I'm just trying to kind of get my head back into the game. And so I've got some commitments during the blue weekend that I signed up for way in advance before I knew if it was actually going to happen. Uh, so I probably won't be that one, but I'm thinking of maybe rolling down to the orange county curtain one and doing like a 30k um possibly and then also i'm thinking of showing up at nanny goat and 
doing something there, maybe like the 12 hour, cause they don't let pacers there. So I'm more like, I might do like the night 12. That way I can do some miles with you and just roll up there and then be there in the morning when you get that 200 finish. So it was kind of my tentative plans of, and also I'm trying to only walk in races. Now I've said it for years, but definitely anything over a marathon above, I'm going to try and walk. I might do a little bit of running. So kind of plan. So I'm hoping our paths will cross. I know you also were doing the four day at born to run. Lewis, Lewis is a great guy. And every year, I say, he's always saying, Hey, and you know, anytime you want to come, please come out. We'd love to have you out there. And I like, and I keep saying, I need to go out there. And so I may try and drive over there too, especially now. Cause I don't have some other commitments. Like I'm not doing the door dashing and stuff. So I may try and come out there. I'm not sure what day would be best. Maybe come out there the first days, huh? Where it's not so crazy. Uh, it's they're very, the first days is like a ghost town. Cause the only people out there are the four day people. And there's not that many. And then Friday and that starts Wednesday at noon, I believe. And then Friday, yeah. it's a night start for the hundred starts Friday night, but it also has, I don't know, like 52 hour it's it, yeah. cut off for the hundred miles. So it's a really generous hundred mile cut up and it's a trail hundred, but it's 10 mile loops. It's like a figure yeah. eight actually. And they're pretty mild that, that it's very runnable and it's a nice course. Um, so um, yeah. My buddy, if, my buddy Randall Gannon from Bakersfield went and did it. I think there a year ago, two years ago, probably pre COVID. So, okay. Well, it sounds like your phone's blown up even more than it was earlier. You got to put it on do not disturb. So you don't get all those text yep. messages, dings. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting messages, but it doesn't ding. Yep. <laughs> it's no big deal. Sorry right, about that. Uh, I got to change that. Yeah. Uh, it's good to talk to you. And I'm glad that we got together. I'm glad that I was, I was able to figure out how to get Adam onto the thing. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm not the, uh, yeah. and um, let me see here. I'm trying to figure out, I don't even, God, I don't remember how to do any of this stuff. Trying to figure out what else I do. Well, what little um, you do know is about 10 times what I know in this uh, format. So, uh... so, okay, there's where it does to stop the recordings. So uh, uh, thanks for being on and let's try and talk again and maybe try and do this more as a weekly thing. And uh, got any last words, Ed? Uh, you know, yeah. Keep failing forward. Don't be afraid to try something and it doesn't quite work out. Okay, that's how you learn. That's part of the experience. And, you know, for me, uh, last words, and I'm going to, but I'll try and keep it as short as I can. Some of my best experiences have been races that I did not finish or didn't have the finish I expected to have. Uh, it's by my, my growth opportunity. So uh, be willing to, to, to fail because that's the only way you succeed is being willing to take that risk. So keep failing forward. My final words. Okay, thank you, Ed. Until next time, uh, stay healthy, be boring, not epic. <laughs>